listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of January 8th, 2022. Our local stories this week feature county payroll, a new subdivision in Washington, and a mid-prairie bond issue. But first, a look at the big picture. Airports around the country received a boost from the recently passed federal infrastructure bill this week. Municipal airports in Washington, Mount Pleasant, and Fairfield each received $159,000 from the legislation. Washington Municipal Airport Commission Chair Kevin Erpelding said the money would likely go to a lighting project. We plan to relight our north-south runway, the 1836 runway. Uh, The lights have been in since the early 90s, so we're seeing a lot of issues with the lights. So we plan to update the lighting. That is our next big project that we're going to be working on in the next year. In Mount Pleasant, City Administrator Brent Sliceman said the money would go in the pot for a longer-term runway extension. We're uh, in the study mode of expanding our runway from 4,000 feet to an additional 800 feet. And so uh, most of all the money we've been uh, accumulating has been to try to get to that goal eventually, whenever that is. There's land acquisition. There's all sorts of things that can go into it. It's not cheap. (laughs) It's probably in the millions uh, to do. So this is, uh, you know, this this will probably help us with the, the smaller aspects of the planning or designing or that kind of stuff. Fairfield Airport Manager Bob Lyons said his facility was also looking long-term, considering a taxiway project slated for 2025. Where they taxi their planes to the hangar, uh, that's going to be tore up and, and redone. It's deteriorated over the years and it needs re, repaved. So just safety, you know, safety for the airplanes that they don't pick up debris, and so it, it just needs repaired. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after the break. Todd Hod Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Todd Hod Construction's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hod Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHodConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N construction.com The Washington County Board of Supervisors raised wages for all county employees last week, increasing the pay of non-elected staff by 7%, the biggest jump of its kind in recent memory. Board Chair Richard Young said the boost was key to keep up with rising costs of living. Myself, I do not know how we can go below the cost of living, especially if it's going to continue to grow in the next year. I mean, it it's one of those times where we're in a position that we're in because of what's happening elsewhere. Supervisors also voted to raise the pay of all elected officials, including themselves, by 20% or more. Compensation Board Chair Chris Harmson said the move was necessary. We've been seeing for years that we've been backsliding compared to other counties. In the last 10 to 13 years, we've steadily just slid as far as our state comparisons go on on what we had been paying our elected officials. The discussions didn't go anywhere really in in the past years, but with the date uh, deciding this year that evidently things needed to change, uh, they, they put into place the whole back the blue law. That gave some very specific direction from Des Moines and kind of gave us traction that we've been trying for the last few years. Supervisor Marcus Fedler cautioned that the raises would trade off with other county spending. This is going to get paid for from the existing budget. We have to buck up. Every one of these 
people, including us, if this is going, if this happens, every one of us has to find that money somewhere. And I don't know any other way of doing it. We can't continue down this road expecting something different to happen. If this goes through, every nickel that's in this has to come out of the current budget. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll fight for every, every. Yep. Every nickel of it, because we have to start going this other direction. And the things that we can control, we have got to be smaller and leaner. And that's what's going to make us the best county in the state. The city of Washington is closing in on a development agreement for the MSJ subdivision, which would add 30 lots of residential property along Country Club Road if finalized. Mayor Jaron Rosine said the city was optimistic about the plan, which has spent months in negotiations. So I think I can speak for council when uh, to say that we're supportive of overcoming our, the housing obstacles that we have in our community and, and wanting to do that for a long time. Wanting to do that wisely, however, and in a responsible way which is why it's important to workshop this item as we change the plan. City Finance Director Kelsey Brown said the talks were closing in on a development-based agreement. Before it was listed as MSJ would complete the public infrastructure and we would pay them back with TIF. Um, as discussed at our last meeting, that was not what they desired at all, and we reworked things and put it in so that the city would construct the public infrastructure and parasols back with TIF. Brown said the arrangement was riskier for the city than the previously planned rebate agreement. That takes a lot of capital at the beginning that they either don't have or don't want to put up, um, whereas the city has a better ability to do that. Um, it is more risky for the city. Still, Elliott Realty Group associate Jeff Hazlett said a development-based agreement would make up for that risk. And I will tell you, if I sat across from the developer and sat where you sat, it's the exact way I would want to do it. It's a performance-based agreement. If we don't go out and do what we're talking about doing at a certain time, a certain number of units, homes being built per year, that money has got to be paid back. That comes back from us. That hasn't been done before. So I'll applaud you and going, going forward, that's the way it should be. The Mid-Prairie School District is all but locked into plans for a bond election on March 1st. District Business Manager Jeff Swartzendruber said the district blew past the minimum requirements for a petition to hold the election. We were uh, required to have 272 signatures uh, based on the number of ballots that were cast, not the number of votes. Um, and we received um, just under 500. So we felt really good. I think the last time we did it in 2014, we needed 89 signatures. Swartzendruber said the high community engagement was a good sign. You know, when you get 60 pages from, from all over, I'm excited at how many people are interested in what's happening um, and taking the time to put, put a signature down to show uh, that they are interested in seeing us do this election. You know, obviously, if you sign the petition, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to go in and vote, but it shows that there's a significant amount of interest for the projects that we that we need to to consider adding to uh, Mid Prairie. So I'm I'm extremely excited about that kind of support that we're seeing. While the district has several days before the state cutoff to call an election, Schwarzenegger said the school board had given itself an early deadline of. January 6th. This gives us that, that time to make sure the votes are counted. Um, you know, I'm, I anticipate we may get a couple more pages in today before we uh, actually do the formal handoff of all of the petition pages to the board president, and then he says, yes, get this on the agenda, which, you know, we'll get the agenda will be done by the end of the day Friday for our Monday board meeting.
That's it for the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week right after this. Hello! As you may have noticed, we have real ads now. If you're interested in getting a message out to our listeners, give the office a call at 319-653-2191. Thanks! And now, the best news I've heard all week. When County Attorney John Gish was deployed in 2020, his wife got a mini golden doodle named Theo for the family. Nobody realized just how helpful the dog would be until Gish returned to his office last year. Sometime after I got back to work at the County Attorney's office, I was expecting to meet with a child that was a victim of sexual abuse. I thought maybe under those circumstances of meeting with a county attorney in that kind of a case, I thought maybe bringing a puppy would have been a nice distraction for the kid. And really, Theo was amazing with the child. The child really relaxed a bit, was comforted by Theo, and did really well in my office. Since then, Theo has become a regular at the attorney's office, clocking in almost every day. He's not a, a therapy animal. You know, it doesn't mean he can't uh, help people just naturally reduce stress. And, and so I bring him in for myself, and then also everybody in the courthouse loves seeing him. But I do have him here, especially when I'm meeting with victims. There have been a couple of occasions where my wife has even brought him in during a trial, and uh, he's really connected well with kids and family members. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by Gazette Communications Incorporated, a Foley's company. If you want us to read an ad or a message for you during the break, give our office a call at 319-653-2191. There are plenty of other ways you can support the show for free. Sharing it with a friend or family member is a great way to spread the program, and subscribing to it on your podcast platform of choice ensures you get a reminder when episodes upload every Saturday. Special thanks to Todd Hogg Construction for supporting this week's episode of the Washington Weekly Review. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.